Welcome to the fourth and inches podcast with your hosts, Stuart Love, Sukdeep Puni, and Ryan Edwardson. everybody thank you for joining us again here on the fourth and inches podcast my name is ryan edwardson and we're here continuing with our fan focused playoff specials this is the loser's lap of honor for those teams knocked out in the divisional round of this year's playoffs that's right we've got browns ravens rams and saints fans all lined up to tell you why they should or shouldn't have won their divisional round matchups and we'll also ask them to take a look ahead and see where this leaves their teams going into the draft and the 2021 season. So without any further ado, let's kick things off with Paul Brown talking about that oh-so-close matchup for the Cleveland Browns against the Kansas City Chiefs. So welcome back to the podcast, Paul. How are you getting on? It's the hat trick three weeks in a row. Exactly. Um, yeah, if you can just pay me to my bank, that'd be amazing. So uh, uh, just, and, uh, that's it wasn't third time lucky, was it? No, not quite. I mean, I'm imagining that even though the, the season itself you probably consider a success, are you a little frustrated with the result of Sunday's game? Um, yes, I think a little <laughs> bit, yeah. Just... Just because it was there for the taking, really. Um, if we lost at half time, fair enough. But I think the interception and just I could have seen us losing it, and not getting the the uh, touchdown at the end, coming back on the field, fair enough. But not coming back on the field and it the game ending so quickly really hurt. Yeah, I mean. It was one where, even though it was so close, I wasn't quite sure if the Browns would deserve to win, even though they'd, they'd done quite well to pull themselves back in the game. I don't, was it more that the Chiefs weren't firing on all cylinders? Obviously, there was the Mahomes injury and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, Mahomes off. It upsets everything. Um, let's, let's not beat around the bush. The Chiefs are a better team than us. That is the truth. But with no Mahomes, <laughs> Still hung over. No Mahomes on the field. I thought we had a chance, but it is what it is. The NFL gods were good to let us get back into that place, give us the hope. You know, eight minutes, we've got the ball, five points behind. You fancy your chances with no Mahomes. So, uh, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, there was obviously the big game-changing play at the end of the first half with Higgins fumbling the ball out of the back of the end zone, even though it was a clear helmet-to-helmet from Dan Sorensen. Does that taint your view of the match even more? Look, um, it was definitely helmet-to-helmet. I don't like the rule, but, you know, you play with the rules and they are the rules. So, uh, you know, you can't argue until they change the rules, then that's the rules. So, they're, the yeah. same, they're the same for everybody, aren't they? So. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, if it, if it happened to us as an advantage, then we would take it all day long. So um, um, it was a shame. Would we have won the game? Who knows? 
I mean, it was a 10-point swing because Kansas City then got a field goal off that possession. So if you'd scored that, I would have thought you'd be quite in with it at halftime. Did you see any way back at halftime the way it was? Yeah, at halftime, I still believe. I always go back to the Liverpool 3-0 down at halftime. What, anything that can happen in the first half can happen in the second half. So you can be 10-0 down, doesn't matter. Like, go back and you can score 10 goals. So, uh, um, but yeah, I, I, I was... Her at halftime, when we intercepted after halftime, I was like, oh, no way back. But deep down, I believe there was still a chance. You know, it's like any NFL game. Sometimes it is wrote like good films, you know, a lot, a lot of pain at the start. And then there's all the hope. And then there's the miracle. So, uh, but yeah, it was no miracle for us. No, it was a Chad, Chad Henney miracle instead. It was his miracle. Yeah, it was. Do you find any issues with the way that the Browns played the game? You only had seven possessions and really chewed up the clock. But I, I thought they'd be a lot more aggressive considering they've put up 40-plus points in the past few weeks. Do you think they should have been more aggressive or do you agree with the way they handled the game? Yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and say they should have been a bit more faster and stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was part of the game plan. You know, their defence was good at times, you know, against our, especially against our run. So you can't really, you know, hindsight is hindsight, you know, leave it there, leave it in the, leave it in the past. Um, but yeah, um, we had a chance. We, the Browns messed it up, but we still had to take it all the way up the field. So who knows what could have happened? We had no timeouts. Yeah, there was definitely a few there's a few issues with uh, timeouts, play call and that sort of thing, challenges that maybe shouldn't have happened. But I mean, it's the first time in the playoffs for so long. You've got to hope that Stefanski is just going to, I don't know, chalk that one up to experience and you can come back next year with with that experience and build on what you've done this year, I would have thought. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, yeah, it is. You... Well, it's congratulations to the Chiefs. Chiefs versus the Bills. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great game. And the Brady versus um, Rogers, yeah, that's Rogers going to be another great game to be honest. So. It is really set up, isn't it? How do you think Cleveland are set up going into the off season? Is there anything you think they need to do this off season to keep competing next year? Yeah, definitely, um, uh, definitely. Uh, we've got two third round picks and a second and a first. So I would like to think that them four picks are all starters on the defense. Or at least three defense, one uh, maybe wide receiver. But yeah, um, the players of need that we need will be a cornerback, defensive end, linebacker, safety, and wide receiver, defensive tackle. You know, we're not going to be building around the offense. I don't see it this year. No, I think your offense has shown that they can do what they need to do. But yeah, the, the defense has been a, an issue at times. On the offense, do you think OBJ comes back better and stronger next year? Let's see. Um, football's a crazy thing. Everyone's got a short span life. Yeah, I think we definitely missed his speed and him stretching the field on um, on Sunday. But he's expensive. So uh, mm-hmm. watch this place. Um, you know, what could we get for him? Not just trade value, but like, you know, the, 
everyone's caps are going to be reduced. So, um, yeah, maybe we restructure his deal. Him and Landry, we, we structure the deals to build a, uh, a, a franchise winning Super Bowl team. Yeah, I mean, I think anything could happen with OBJ. We've seen it previously when you never thought he'd get traded and then he does. So it's def- definitely a watch this space. Paul, we've all enjoyed Cleveland's underdog story. We've loved following you through this. Hopefully we'll get to speak to you in the off-season or sometime before the regular season starts again to have another look at the Browns. Thank you very much for joining us again. No worries, Ryan, and I'll catch up with you soon. Best of luck to the uh, Seahawks. What do, you, what do you see them doing in the uh, off-season? Um, very good question. I think it depends on what offensive coordinator we get in. If that they're happy with what we've got, which I think they should be. There's enough talent on our offense. It is going to have to be defense focused, maybe looking at that secondary pass, the, the pass protection, the pass defense really needs a, a needs a good look at. And as always, the O-line is going to be in flux. So it's going to be a fun one as usual for us. Hopefully Russ doesn't get... Um, Where is your, where's your draft pick? Uh, well, it's with the New York Jets. <laughs> our first one. <laughs> No, no first round draft pick. So, otherwise, I think we're twenty second or something like that. Yeah, okay, that's not too bad. No, I mean, we've seen before that Pete Carroll and John Snyder can go deep into the draft and pick out a pick out a jewel out of there. So we'll. I always reserve any judgment on our drafts until the first few games of the season, just to see. We've had a few good ones this year that nobody thought would be coming through. So, it's always interesting in Seattle. All right, Bribble. Really nice catching with you. Uh, Best of luck next year. Yes, you too. Thank you so much, Paul. Now, swinging over to the NFC, we have Sam Richardson, fan of the Los Angeles Rams. How's tricks, Sam? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How about yourself? I'm pretty well, pretty well, considering we're in lockdown 57, whatever we're in now. <laughs> yeah. That's all good. Um, so I'm going to try and hide my bias for the next eight minutes and 40 seconds. Let's see how that goes. A slightly inconsistent season for the Rams, but you end up in the divisional round and you end up losing to the NFC's top seed. Can you be too ha- unhappy? No, I don't think... I mean, obviously, on the day it hurt. It always hurts to lose. Um, you know, I, I went into the game thinking, you know, we, we've got a chance. We could pull off, you know, a bit of an upset. Um, we've got all the right pieces. We just need to show up. But if you'd have offered me at the start of the year, you'll get to the divisional round. Um, you know, you'll go on the road. You'll lose to the pack. I'd, I'd have took it. I'd have took it. I, d- I didn't think, you know, I, I wasn't expecting playoffs necessarily this season. I was hoping we'd maybe scrape through seventh seed, which we almost needed to. Um, but we had a bit of a better season than I expected. So, yeah, I think all in all, can't be too uh, too disheartened by the, the way the year's gone, I wouldn't say. No, I don't think so, really. Was there anything in the game where you thought, oh, we can do this, and then it just crumbled away, or was it always just looking like a bit of a... Well, to be honest, um, I was surprised by... I mean, towards the end of the first half, we were... I can't remember, I can't remember the score, but we were down 21-10, uh, maybe 21-3. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the, the drive up the, up the field towards the end of the second half... To, to, sorry, towards the end of the first half started sort of gave me back a bit of belief about things are happening on offense. We just put a, you know, a real quick drive down, made it look easy, got in the end zone, job done. 
Um, and you know, get into the fourth quarter, and I think we were it was it was a one possession game at that time. So I thought, you know, I, there was there was no point until obviously right at the end um, where I thought we couldn't do this. Um, but yeah, just just couldn't quite get enough points really in the end. Yeah, they are they're such a good team when they want to play the Packers, aren't they? That's the problem. Yeah, hard to stop. Yeah, especially, I mean, you've got Goff with an injured hand. Goff not really playing as well as he has done previously. It's, I mean, you've kind of needed the defense to step up and do what they did against the Seahawks. But I mean, Rogers did, yeah. just he just had all Rogers had all day to pass, really, didn't he? Yeah, there was, there was we just were not getting to him at all. You could tell. I mean, it, it, it's another it's another game that ends in sort of what if you know what if Aaron Donald was healthy. But that's that's the NFL. There's, mm. like, if you look at the 49ers, their entire season is a what if because the <laughs> team's been you know garroted by injuries. Completely. But yeah, um, he had too much time to pass. We couldn't quite get enough points on offense. But you know, we looked pretty good on offense. Um, if we wouldn't have been down for the entire game, that's when we could our offense would have looked a little bit different. We'd have maybe just tried to focus on you know time of possession rather than right. We need to score points. We need to get the ball up the field. We need to do it quick. Um, but like I say, Goff, you know, he's playing with nine fingers and wearing gloves for the first time, and I, I thought he looked okay. I, I can't, you know, obviously he wasn't completely perfect but his pass rate was pretty good there wasn't a pass where I thought oh, that was garbage like what are you doing that's good he was making some really good throws and he didn't have cup who's normally his go-to guy um Van Jackson came in did an awesome job um mm. to be there yeah I think the offense did good the defense just couldn't get a stop and I think it just boiled down to Aaron Donald not being healthy and as soon as the defense knows that they don't they can just focus on everyone else take take people like Leonard Floyd who usually get a bit of pressure just take them out of the game because you know they don't really need to worry about Aaron Donald. Yeah, it does it really does kind of put a kink in your defense when the main man is out and they can focus on those like Leonard Floyd has been having such a good year, but yeah. without Donald there to attract the attention. It's it's one of yeah. those wide receiver one, wide receiver two kind of things, I think, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. But, I mean you say Goff played well. Is is that Good or bad for the Rams in the long run? Would you rather have him stunk it up completely? No, or? I, I, I think it's good. Um, uh, we, we paid him. We've got into the contract. Uh, he's shown that he, he can throw the ball. He, he, if he, he just needs a bit of time. If he'd have had the time Rodgers had, it'd have been yeah. a completely different game. Um, and there's different stats being banded around about you know what our wines top ten in certain aspects. Um, but you know it's it's there more on golf, and I don't I don't quite buy into that watching the games. Doesn't look like a top 10 O-line. Doesn't look like he's got a lot of time to pass. He's been effective in the running game, which I think boosts the stats, but I put that on Cam Akers. And we saw mm-hmm. Cam Akers in Florida State put up numbers behind a, you know, below par, sort of below average um, O-line. So he's capable of doing that. Um, and yeah, I think keep golf. Any, anything we can invest, not that we have a lot to invest, needs to go into the O-line. So our early draft picks next round needs to go into the O-line and give him a chance because he can throw the ball. He's just a bit down on confidence, I think. That'll come back. I have every faith it'll come back. <laughs> I think, a lot of I think going around about trading for just Deshaun Watson and that's, that's just fantasy land. It's not happening. We have no got, first rounds. We have... No. It's not happening. You've not got the ammunition to pull that one off, I don't no, think. No, not a chance. I mean, with... The way that Sean McVay runs his offense, you saw when the, the Rams got to the Super Bowl, it was on the back of Todd Gurley with Goff, Cup, Woods, you know, all them in the mix. With Cam Akers and um, Henderson, do you think that you've got a good shout to kind of install a similar offense next year and let the pressure be taken off Goff? I do, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, Cam Akers has shown he's, you know, he's, he's going to be a good running back. Um, and I expect next season he'll put up a thousand yards easily. You know, he's shown enough to be our first 
plus their uh, RB1. Um, and I think he'll have a great year. The thing we were sort of missing was a deeper threat. Um, mm-hmm. You run the play action, you can stretch the field a bit when we had Brandon Cooks. He's gone. Van Jefferson, while not as quick, showed sort of in that game. He showed he had one, he had Goss Troskoff. You know, he, was, he ended up with our most yards uh, for the game. And he, and he was stretching the field a little bit more. Um, he's got a little bit of pace. He's, he's you know, he's, he's got good hands. So I think him, obviously, we're losing Josh Reynolds to free agency. So he's a de facto uh, wide receiver three now. Um, I think, yeah, a bit more experience for him, for Cam Akers. I think next year our offense will be fine. We do need to invest on the O-line, but I think it, we're in good hands. And Cam Akers and Van Jefferson, you know, they both popped up with a touchdown apiece. But, you know, for rookies that haven't necessarily seen an awful lot of the ball, especially in Van Jefferson's case, um, to, to grab a touchdown in the division around. Uh, there was a nice two-point play where they were both involved as well. You know, we've got a young young squad that uh, potentially bows well for the future, I think. Annoyingly, I think I agree, which is a <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. not good for us. But I mean, we, we love our NFC West battles is, is the way it goes, I think. Best division in the game, still. Yeah. We may not we may not still be in the... In the uh, top four but i think it's still a tight division in the game yeah it's definitely the most competitive between especially if you know san francisco can sort out their quarterback yeah. arizona can get an offense going yeah they're, they're trending in the right direction you know i think they're going to be all four are going to be competing again next year so yeah i mean you so you've mentioned the the o-line there you don't have a first round pick i don't think next year no we don't we don't this year and we don't next year either I think. <laughs> could be wrong no, you think that's do you think that's where the office is really going to focus on on the O line? Because I mean, Andrew Whitwood's getting up there. Yeah, he's he's getting old. We lose we lose a couple um, a couple to free agency as well. Uh, Austin Blythe. Um, I think do we we might lose Havenstein as well. I'm not sure if we're losing him to free agency. Um, could be wrong. I think he might have another year. But we yeah, I think our top round picks. I think we get we've got a second round pick. We've got a couple of thirds. We'll get some compensatory picks. Um, we just need to get a few guys in, try them out, try and boost it a bit. You know, um, obviously we're not going to be able to get one of the top guys, one of the top prospects. But you know, we see in the NFL that doesn't always translate to to the best. You know, the best on the day. So no, I can yeah. give you a list of Seahawks first round draft exactly, busts. Yeah. yeah, likewise for the rounds, you can know, Tavon Austin and people like that. It's just, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's an yeah. interesting one. You think they need to do anything on defense? Or are you quite happy with where that sits? We, we, we do. Um, obviously, we've still got Aaron Donald and, and uh, Ramsey. They're, they're the keys to the offense, but we're losing Troy Hill. We're losing Josh Johnson, who's a massive one because he's, he's a proper leader in the team. And if we can't find a way to pay him, which I don't know how we're going to, mm. but, you know, with the cap space, there always seems to be a bit of, bit of a magic and jiggery poker he can do to, to get people in. But Troy Hill's going. He's had a great year alongside um, Ramsey. Darius Williams, again, great year alongside Ramsey. We're losing both of those, so we've got, yeah, we've got some gaps to fill. Um, mm. But I think we've got the, you know, you, you can put in the rookies around the stars, around Darren Donald, around Ramsey. We're still going to have a pretty good, pretty good defense. Yeah. Do yeah. you think you're going to keep your DC? Is he sticking around at the oh, moment? Oh, he's gone. He's gone. No, no. Daly, yeah, Daly's he's, gone. He's, he's, oh. he's charges head coach now. Which is, I mean, it, you know, he came and he had a good year. Um, I was hoping he'd stick around for another year. But when he's been offered the chance to get a head coach and he doesn't have to move house or even move stadium, then yeah. you can't blame him for, for not turning that one down. Uh, he's got yeah, if you were giving me a pay rise and I didn't have to move, that'd be lovely. Exactly, yeah. You know, and he gets, he gets to work with Justin Herbert and start putting that offense together. So, Ooh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, fair play to him. He came and he had a good year. But we still got the players. We've still got the, 
you know, the work ethic and stuff and that he sort of instilled um, and the ideas he brought to the table, they're still there. Uh, and RDDC is, uh, uh, name escaped me, um, from the old Falcons um, defensive coordinator. I can't remember his name. Um, yeah, so we've got the new DC in. Um, players seem excited about it. Oh, uh, Raheem Morris. There we go. Raheem, Raheem Morris. Morris. There we go. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you know the play. Some of the players from their Instagrams and tweets they seem excited about it. So that's you know always a good sign, really. Well, and then you've got McVeigh, the brains trust. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In McVeigh, we trust. Or well, certainly I do. Anyway. So. <laughs> that's fair enough. It's going to be a probably quite a bright future again. Still for the Rams, there's definitely not nothing's going to fade. I don't think. Which is, I mean, can I be biased yet? No. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I, I do enjoy those the divisional games, so we'll, we'll keep that going a bit. Before we let you go, what do you think is going to happen in the Super Bowl? Who's coming through from the NFC? Um, so I, I only saw, I think, in the, from the NFC, I, I'm torn. Um, I think the Packers, and it's always a bit of a consolation to, be, to say, you know, you were beat by the best. Um, but I, I do have a soft spot for the books. I've got a lot of friends that are books fans. I've been out to Tampa to see them. I've seen them in London, so kind of want them to do it. Um, it, it's one game where I'm going to truly be watching as a complete neutral and kind of happy either way just want it to be a great game uh, and I think ultimately I think the NFC will win the Super Bowl so I think whoever wins whoever wins this wins the wins the big one they're going to take down the Chiefs or the Bills Oof. I think I think the Bills was, well I, I was reading that Mahomes has apparently been cleared to play which changes things I think the Bills win and then I think Josh Allen uh, bottles it in the Super Bowl <laughs> all those AFC fans chirping about, you know, us having terrible seventh seeds, but you never can tell. It's just that one game, isn't it? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Oh, you just put, put together three wins at the end of the season. You know, if you've had the bye, you're in. Job done. That's all the yep. Packers need to do. Three wins and they would lift it. So. Exactly. I, I do think the Packers are a bit streaky, though. I've seen them over the season. The Jags nearly got them. It's Bucks did. Bit... The Bucks did in week six, week five, six. Mm. They smash them, you know more than 20 point lead um but the Packers run game uh, run defense I think, and just defense in general to be fair has improved a lot since then yeah no it has their actually. offense is their offense is their offense it's Aaron Rodgers Devontae Adams you know they're, they're yeah. going to run things they're going to put up points um did yeah Bucks create a couple of turnovers and put the ball in the end zone and I think they'll they'll win it but oh, that's what they did last week isn't it well, that's it yeah that's it it was defense and defense wins championships. That's, yeah, that's what I've always said. And that's what I was hoping. That's why I thought we'd, we'd maybe make it through. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I, I even I probably yo-yoed as I was talking between books and Packers about three times. Then <laughs> it is I definitely one of those years. Off. It's a. V- I mean, all all those, you know, Chiefs and Bucks, Packers, Bills fans, they're, they're not having fun. We're having fun as neutrals watching these exactly, games. Exactly. Yeah, we, we get to enjoy it now. Exactly. No, no, no pressure. That's that's what I say. That's why we keep losing. I think oh. my fingernails will grow back. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for joining us, Sam. Yeah, no worries. Look, look forward to see what the off-season brings for the Rams. Yeah, and for the Seahawks. I'll uh, see you next year. That you will. Thanks. Enjoy the games. Hello, I'm joined now by Ravens fan extraordinaire Jamie Hawkins to look back at their loss to the Buffalo Bills. How are you, Jamie? I'm doing okay. Doing well, I'm all right, yeah. That's about as okay as we can get at the moment, I think. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Ah, I mean, the Bills game really didn't go to plan for the Ravens at all, did it? Not uh, one bit. 
No. It was just it was it was a defensive show off between the two teams and the Bills outshone the the Ravens hands down. It was an absolute thumping. I definitely didn't see them coming out on top in the battle of the defenses. I I really didn't like for the first the first two quarters it was only three points scored each. And then it was that that third quarter where just the Ravens crumbled. That pick six was a final nail. Yeah. Um, but it was like like they say, defenses win championships, and that was the case for the Bills. Oh, definitely. I mean, they got quite a lot of pressure on Lamar, I think, and that kind of skewed things up. The the running game didn't really flow for you guys at all, I don't think really either, did it? No, not at all. I mean, Jackson sacked three times, um, got the injury in the third quarter, so unfortunately didn't return. Um, finished on 14 for four, 14 uh, for 24 for his passing with 162 yards. And unlike last week, where he got over 100 yards, he only got 42 yards. Yeah, you definitely need that run game if Lamar's putting up yep. passing numbers like that, don't yep. you? you know. But I feel like it's the, what, the classic Lamar Jackson. He comes off a great couple of games and then all of a sudden he's rubbish. Not rubbish, <laughs> but not MVP quality. I think that the problem is he has to play at that top quality all the time for yep. you guys to be in with a chance, don't you? It just the consistency for Jackson is completely off. When you've got all these um, veteran quarterbacks like Brady, uh, Rogers, their consistency week in week out is top notch. When Lamar's great, he's great, but when he's inconsistent, that's when the the Ravens fall to pieces. Do you think he believes he can win games from the pocket, or do you think he just doesn't have that confidence in himself? Um, I th- I think he may feel he does have the confidence, but you can see in his playing that once he gets into a tight, um, when when he sees the pocket collapsing in on him, mm-hmm. he tries to get out of it. He's a he's a fast runner, but yeah, he doesn't have the maybe the sight or the kind of the knowledge, the even the um, he's not even been in the league that long, so he just he's. he's you need to get more practice in and get get more reps going. Yeah, I mean, that was one thing that really struck me watching that game at the weekend was how fast he is running in a straight line. My God, mm-hmm. it's just... I mean, if, if like you saw when he, when he scored that touchdown against the Titans, he's mm-hmm. out in the open field and he's, he's untouchable. Um, but when he's against a quick defense like the Bills, he's, he's going to get shut down quick. I mean, you, you mentioned it was the third quarter that really turned it. I mean... I guess you didn't count on Justin Tucker missing two field goals in the first half to put you yeah, on the back Yeah, I mean, foot. Uh, just everything with the Ravens just did not go to plan against the Bills. Tucker wasn't his usual 100% self. Um, Jackson looked very uncomfortable um, in the pocket. And just like you said before, the running game just did not get going. No, it was definitely, definitely a weather-affected game. I think there was quite a lot of fumbles and a few missed snaps again. It's, it's, it's kind of what you expect in January around there, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the wind did play a big factor in, in the, the missed um, penalties. Oh, well, yeah, the missed penalties, but, like, um, they just, they need to... <laughs> I mean, it's what you're paid you pay to do. It's like my dad always says, it's funny, if, so, so going to, like, soccer, if, if uh, a number one striker misses a goal, he's like, oh, stop his wages, stop his wages, because that's <laughs> was what they're paid to do. It's literally what they're paid to do, but I... <laughs> In a, in a battle of the defences, it, really, it did come down to those two third-quarter drives, very long drives from both sides. The, the Bills yep. managed to get a touchdown, and then you look like you're about to respond straight back. Did you think you were back in it once you were counting on the I, end zone? 
I I thought okay the game the game is on now it's going to be um like in red zone the witching hour where mm-hmm. game where wins become losses and losses become wins but that 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 pick in in the end zone was, was like a 106 yard return it's just, uh, unbelievable it's that playoff magic that happens every night when it goes yeah. for you you're fine but when it goes against you it really stings doesn't it yeah it kind of reminds me when when the Seahawks were in the Super Bowl and they didn't pass it. They didn't hand off to Marshawn Lynch, and they got intercepted in the end zone. I try not to be reminded of that too often, but yeah, that's exactly what it, it's almost exactly. Well, it's not quite, but yeah, I think it I've, is. I've, 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 that's how I felt um, yeah. when I saw that that pick go off. I mean, I think I thought, what are you doing? I hate it when players try and run stuff out of the end zone because it's like just just go down. You've got twenty five yards straight away. But I mean, he looked like he was about to go down, and then as soon as he gets down the outside, I think it's just yeah. I just I don't think the defense saw it coming. I think he's he just picked it and then instantly he was just through the gaps. Yeah. There's not much you can do about those, is there? No. Did no. you think you could come back from there? I mean, you, um, you, you still got the ball, you got the ball back. You've got Lamar at that point. Do you think you could make it back? I think once once Lamar went down was out of the game, I thought that was game over for the Ravens. Yeah. Do you think if I he mean, stayed in, do you think you would have won it? Um I'm not saying that he would have pulled off a fourth quarter miracle, but I don't. I think we would have got more than three points. Yeah, that that was the big shock for me is that the Ravens only come out of this with three points, considering yep. the way they've been playing. But uh, do you think the Bills can beat the Chiefs if they play like that? Um, I reckon they have a very good chance. If if the Bills defense come out like they did against the Ravens, um, I think they've they've got a good chance of taking it. The thing with the Bills that's really shocked me going into the playoffs is their defense was so bad and their offense was so good and they've completely switched. I've not yeah. really been overly impressed by the Bills' offense, but their defense has really stood up to some tough punishment. Yeah, I mean, this just—I was watching the the, the post game interview with uh, with Allen. He said this 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 game was due to the defense because it was it was just all the defense that got them. They did get their that that one drive. Um, off on the offense to get that touchdown, but the that defensive, yeah, just it was. All I can say was the the Bills were were the much better team in that game. Sometimes it goes that way. All you need is the the one drive. I remember when the the Seahawks got beat by the Giants. The Giants had one drive, but it beat us because we couldn't match them because their defense yep. was better. It's yeah, it's a funny game football sometimes. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh, the Ravens go into the off season. What do you think they really need to focus on going into this off season? Um, I think they just need to focus on Jackson, getting him to a top tier quarterback. Um, he needs, I reckon he just needs to become more confident in the pocket. Um, even take some more deep shots. Mm. Um, he's, he's, he, I don't want him to be a running back that plays quarterback. Um, I want him to be a, a, a fast quarterback. I wish there was the old school quarterbacks like you know Ben Roethlisberger and Brett Favre, you know, stand in the pocket, see all your receivers, and just blast it down the field. Um, but now the, the the new age of quarterbacks um, is they just they just try to run it too much. Yeah, I th- I, when you are a quarterback like Lamar, I think you do have a a much shorter shelf life on you. You've seen it with Cam Newton, with Colin Kaepernick, that sort of thing. I mean, there's obviously extenuating circumstances in both those cases, but I think you really need to be have that balance between you. And it's going to be interesting to see if Lamar can pull that out because I think he really is a confidence player. The, the early part of this season, he 
did not look happy. And I mean, the Ravens didn't look great. And then you've gone on this big, big run, running the table to get into the, the playoffs. So do you think he needs another wide receiver out there? Because the Hollywood's all fine and dandy, but. Um, I think, I mean, we've got Willie Sneed and, and Marquise Brown. They're, they're good. They're not great. Mm. Um, so I think maybe getting some more wide receivers in um, to get him maybe some more targets would be good. Um, I think it may be not even more, a more tight, more tight ends because he's only got Mark Andrews at tight end really. He definitely needs another target just to, like you say, they're not all, I mean, Andrews is really good, but the wide receivers aren't stellar. I mean, yeah. Hollywood turns up, but he doesn't always turn up, does he? But yeah. This is the, this is the thing. Um, as soon as um, either, Brown or Sneed, they get one good re- reception for 40, 50 yards. They're they're double man for the for the rest of the game. Yeah. And then that's his two receive his two of his three re- main receivers um pretty much taken out of the game. Yeah. I mean there'll be no Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's um, been been released now. Are you happy with uh, Gus Edwards there in the backfield along with I mean uh, I mean Dobbins? you can JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards, they they've been absolutely stellar this year. Um Ingram was was a good for that kind of final push is that kind of that just that big back that comes in and just blasts the ball through. Um but I think uh, Dobbins and um I think they can yeah they'll they'll be able to take the take the load. Oh, good. Uh, anything else that you're you're expecting from the Ravens coming the offseason, come the draft or anything like that? Um I mean you can't really expect anything from the draft because you never know what's gonna happen. Especially um, not this year. Yeah, oh yeah, especially this year. But um I would like to see maybe some more some more receivers. Um defense wise, I think we're 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 good, especially in the secondary. Uh, maybe get um a couple linesmen just to kind of bulk up the the kind of the the defense mm-hmm. a bit more. But other than that, I think they just need to focus on on Jackson with his confidence. Um because like you're saying, um He's he's a very much a confidence player. Um, he went through that big streak. I think he got comfy with going in to play the Bills, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm back to my MVP um, style of play. And then I think he got just got a bit too comfortable, and he's like, then that he just got blown away. Oh, it's not what you want going into the playoffs. <laughs> oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Oh man! All right, thanks, Jamie. Um, have you got a Super Bowl prediction before before we let you go? Um. I would love to see the Bills go to the Super Bowl just because it's the Bills. Um, but I can probably see it being Chiefs Packers. Yeah, it does seem it does I mean either of these two F four teams can can get there, I think, but I think Chiefs Packers is probably the, the favorite at the moment. Yeah. Perfect. I mean I'd I would love to see Bills um Bills Bucks. That would be a great Super Bowl. Um, but I, I don't think I can see the, the Buccaneers taking the Packers, unfortunately. No, I think Rogers is is definitely in form at the moment, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. Amazing. Thanks very much, Jamie. Jamie, where can people find you on Twitter or anything like that? Um, it's just Jamie Hawkins NFL, all one word, and that's where you can get me on Twitter. Perfect. Thanks very much, Jamie. Cheers, Ryan. And finally, on this week's show, we look into another disappointing playoff exit for the New Orleans Saints. And to do so, I'm joined once again by James Baker of Saints Hub UK. How are things, James? 
Yeah, I'm okay. Um, I'm I'm over the disappointment. Well, am I over the disappointment? I was going to say, no, you don't sound like not. you're over the disappointment, I'm, prob- mate. I'm probably not over the disappointment. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, disappointment is the uh, is is the main word, really. Um, such it, high it, hopes in it. If the Saints had a calendar, disappointment would be January, I think, wouldn't it? Definitely. It would be for the last four years. <sighs> just you just can't get what what is it about these playoffs that the saints just can't get over is is there something in there or i don't i don't know um i mean we we go back to the first one which was the minnesota miracle what what can you do about that you, you know i mean that's just a fluke play that that probably happens one in a thousand maybe one in a thousand yeah um so there's that that one, you know, that one could could have played on their minds, but the next season they came back strong, and this is the one that really hurts, and that was the Rams NFC title game because we were in the Super Bowl. That that gets called as pass interference. We kick a twenty yard field goal and we're in the Super Bowl, so that one stings. Mm-hmm. Um, so two years ago was Minnesota at home, and the Saints just didn't turn up in the wild card round, and then obviously this year we, we turned up in the wild card round and beat the Bears. And then, yeah, um, I think Breeze, he was trying too hard. Breeze was trying too hard to win the Saints that game. And I don't think he needed to. No, I mean, it looked pretty good at the beginning. You had two really big punt returns. One of them could have been a touchdown, got his call back by a penalty. You got sacks on Brady all over the place. And then, you know, the the Bucks kind of pegged themselves back again. Were you, I'm guessing you were still fairly confident at halftime? Yeah, yeah. No, at halftime, I was supremely confident. We'd, um, what was the score? The score at halftime? Uh, 13 all. 13 all. 13 all at halftime. They just, the Bucks got, got a field goal just before, but then yeah. you'd had, you'd had the amazing, the amazing sight of a Jameis Winston touchdown pass. In oh, the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, is Sean Payton literally stole that from the Bears the week before because the Bears <laughs> did it to the Saints and um, and the wide receiver, Javon Wims, dropped it in the end zone. Oh. It's literally the exact same play. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, you get that. You think momentum's on your side. You're going in 13 all. You're getting the ball to start the second half. You think, right, OK. It, it, it was pretty clear early in the game that it was going to be a bit of a, a back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, you get the ball score, we'll get the ball score. You stop us, we'll stop you. It was it was that type of game. And then in the second half, I mean, yeah, I I, I can't explain what happened really. Um, but Breeze, I think, was just was just trying too hard. I mean, the big the big thing came when we were driving on a big third down. Breeze threw the ball to Jared Cook, who caught it and fumbled. You know, yeah. we, we were probably going to score. The momentum was with us and we would have gone 23, 20, 2013 up at that point. And that would have made a big difference. Fumbled the ball. They got a touchdown from the fumble. We drove again, interception, touchdown from that. And it was just, Breeze was pushing. Breeze was pushing the ball um, on the back of that. And, um, you know, it's um, the end of an era. It might, it might well be. I mean, going back to Jared Cook, I had Jared Cook in my fantasy team this year. Is he good? Is he good? He was good last year. I know, that's why I picked him up this year. Yeah, he was good last year, but something something wasn't right this year. Now, he, he's 33, 34. 
And, you know, there's not many tight ends that perform at the high, high, high. I mean, even Rob Gronkowski is not the player he was. You know, he's a serviceable tight end, but he's not the player he was. He's not your George Kittle. He's not your Travis Kelsey. Um, but there was too many drops and too many mistakes. You know, there's a couple of times where he ran the wrong routes in the season and you could see Breeze calling him out for that on the sideline. You can't do but, that. No, but he's, he's made some big plays this year, but then he's also caused some really big turnovers and that was the biggest turnover of them all. And from that point, Breeze was having to throw the ball a lot and was forcing it and, you know, fair play to the Bucks. They got their hands on three in the second half and finished the game. Yeah, I mean, there was even a couple that got called back for, you know, people stepping out of bounds, that sort of stuff. It was... <sighs> is that the way that Drew Brees is going to want his career to end? I, well, it's come out since, and I don't know whether you've seen this, that obviously aside from the 11 broken ribs and the collapsed lung he had, he had a yep. torn rotator cuff mm. and a torn um, plantar fascia muscle oh. in his foot. So he was dealing with all those injuries through the season. You know, he, I think he wanted to come back for one more try after, after last year. He was, he was probably close to retiring in the off season last year by the sounds of it, whilst it hasn't been officially announced, all the talk is that it, that, that is, that is what's going to happen. It's, it's not the best way for him to go out, you know, but for me, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt his legacy with the saints that it's finished the way it has. He's, he's 42 years old. Not many, not many players play to that age at that position. Um, with the sustained success that he's had, you know, five, 5,000 yard seasons, the most passing yards, most completions. I mean, the passing yards will probably be broken by Brady next year because Brady's obviously going to play on, I think. But, you know, he's, he's he won one Super Bowl. And given what the Saints have had since he played, he probably should have three. I mean, really? yeah, you, I think... You've got the the best record in the past five years of, of or I think it's the best record of any team in a in a period that didn't make a Super Bowl over like a five year span, and it's yeah, we've gone eleven and five, thirteen and three, thirteen and three, and uh, twelve and four. It's just one of those things, isn't it? I think it's the it's kind of like Marino. If if, if Breeze hadn't got that that first oh, that only Super Bowl, I mean, he'd still be just as good. Yeah, just, yeah, he doesn't win one game. Yeah, but it's yeah. I mean, look, he's going to go down in history as the best Saints player of all time. Yeah, there's 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 no doubt about that. There's there's just 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 no doubt. But um, yeah, it's um, it's going to be an odd off season. Well, yeah, that's where I was going next. What on earth is going to happen in Louisiana this off season? <sighs> um, well, a load of our coaches have been poached. Mm. So Dan Campbell has gone to the Lions. He's taken Aaron Glenn, our secondary coach with him um there's talk that um joe lombardi who is uh, one of our offensive coaches he's our quarterback coach he's going to go to the charges off as offensive coordinator we've lost terry fontenot who was the head of our college uh, sorry league scouting department who's gone to be the gm of the falcons so you know there's a, there's not just going to be a turnover on the playing staff there's going to be a turnover on the coaching staff um, but on the coaching, oh, sorry, on the playing staff, we're currently 
scheduled to be about 90 million over the, the salary cap. I was waiting uh, for the number because I knew it was not going to be good. Yeah, it's it's about 90 million over what they think the salary cap's going to be. Um, but, you know, there's there's a couple of really good articles out there. Um, I mean, I don't know. You probably, if you don't follow the Saints, there's, there's, a, there's a journalist who worked for a local newspaper in New Orleans, then went to the Athletic to cover the Patriots, but then after one year came back and has set up his own website. It's a subscription website for Saints. It's literally to cover the Saints. It's no.football, it's called. Nick Underhill, his name is. And he's done an article on how the Saints can get not just under the cap, but have money to spend next season with restructures and... Yeah, it's I don't get it. It's crazy, isn't it? The, the Saints, the Saints money man, Mickey Loomis, is a magician. He manages to make find money from somewhere, pays people. I don't know, you know, I don't know how he does it. I mean, Mickey you know, Loomis sounds like he's going to the mob, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But every year the Saints you know, the Saints haven't mm. had any cap room for, for eight years, no. and we've still been able to sign free agents. We've kept Breeze. Um, but you know, so there's there's gonna be some casualties this year, but not as many as people as people think. Um, the big thing will be the quarterback. Um, yeah. Unless we draft somebody, I have a strong suspicion it's going to be Jameis Winston, who will, well, him and Taysom Hill will be on the roster next year, but I think Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback next year. Are you happy about that? Well, he's got a perfect passer rating as a saint. <laughs> one pass, one touchdown. No, um, I haven't seen enough of him in a Saints uniform to to, to say because obviously Taysom Hill got the got the start when Breeze was injured because that's what he was promised. Mm-hmm. Taysom Hill isn't the answer. He's too valuable as a gadget player. Um, you know, in the ideal world, you know, I'd love it if the Saints could get into the Deshaun Watson trade. Ooh, that I don't would make things I, interesting. I don't see how the Saints can get anywhere near enough of a no. deal without giving up four first round picks and a player and all sorts of things like that. There's rumors about Matt Stafford um, being, being kind of cut by the lions. I wouldn't mind that. Um, It really depends on what the coaching staff and the front office are going for. Are they going for a full on rebuild, get themselves out of all this cap trouble, or are they just going to keep plodding along the way they have done and, you know, doing it every year? Well, you know, controversial, but the saints were a, good quarterback away from probably winning the Super Bowl this year. That's not to say Breeze wasn't a good quarterback because he is a good quarterback, but had we have had a Deshaun Watson, a Pat, you know, a Patrick, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, I'm leaving Patrick Mahomes out of it because he's <laughs> such a freak. Uh, but, you know, if we'd have had a Deshaun Watson, if we'd have had a Kyler Murray, if we'd have had a Russell Wilson, we probably with that roster would have won a Super Bowl this year. So I'm not sure a full-on rebuild is needed. There is going to be some casualties because there has to be. We just haven't got the money to pay everybody. I mean, our list of free agents includes Trey Hendrickson, who had 13 and a half sacks. Marcus Williams, who, you know, despite the Minnesota miracle and a non-Saints fans, is a really good safety. Um, Sheldon Rankins is probably going to is probably going to go. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be on a lot of money next year. Might not keep him, so you know there is going to be some turnover, but not as much as not as much as people think. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm quite interested to see what happens with the Saints and the direction they take it. Because, I mean, Saints fans were the team was so bad for so long, and now mm. it's been it's been so good for so long. That'd be a hell of a roller coaster ride to see them drop back down to what they were. 
Yeah, I don't think Sean. Pe- I mean, I mean, even at their worst under Peyton, they've been seven and nine. Yeah. But a lot of that was because of Breeze, because that was Breeze at his peak. But he just didn't have the defense that he has now. No. You could just transplant the defense that he has now back to those years. The Saints would, you'd be talking about the Saints as a Patriot style dynasty in the NFL. But it's just, we just couldn't get the defense around him when he was at the peak of his powers. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tragic game sometimes, isn't it? American yeah, football. No, There's so yeah, many what ifs and oh, if only is. But... It is. I mean, here I am talking about, oh, woe is me, how bad the Saints have had it. You know, they've had four winning. See, they've won the NFC South title four years in a row. And you've got teams who haven't had more than five wins in a season for five years in a row. You know, we, the Saints haven't got it bad. And, you know, if we have a season where we're middle of the pack, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're middle of the pack. You know, it's, it's all relative, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, James. Before we let you go, do you have a Super Bowl prediction? Uh, the Super Bowl is going to be the Bills versus the Packers. Ooh, the Bills versus the Packers. Yeah, you don't think Mahomes is going to come back? I mean, he's back, but is he going to be? Is he going to be himself? He he is, but Josh Allen and Buffalo have got a team that can keep up with him, and they've got quite a good defense. They're pretty good against the run. So yeah, I I think that I think the Bills are going to shock the world on uh, on Sunday, and they're going to play the Packers in the Super Bowl. There's no way Tampa Bay go to Green Bay and win this weekend. No way. It's going to be an interesting game. Well, three games we've got left in the season. Oh. Yeah. James, where can people find you on Twitter and all that? Um, so find me on Twitter at Saints UK Hub. Um, and um, if you could also follow at Dome Patrol UK as well. That's my friend Ash who runs that one. And those are the podcasts that we go on to. He delivers lots of uh, funny memes, usually taking the mick out of the Falcons. So if you like comedy, uh, Ash, Ash is the one to follow. So, uh, yeah. Saints Twitter taking the mick out of the foul. I never would have thought that would happen, <laughs> ever. Oh, James... Falcons hate week is one of the highlights of the season. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, James. Good luck with the off-season. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens, I think. Yeah, cheers, Ryan. Thanks for having me, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll speak next year. Yeah, definitely, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Well, that's the last of our divisional losers for this year. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. Stay tuned for our next fan special podcast as we preview the AFC and NFC championship games. There's just three games left in the season, guys. Let's drink it all in while we can. That should be dropping in the next 24 hours or so. Until then, take care and goodbye.